I am Liz Wright. Welcome to Live Your Best Life. The only thing that matters now is living by the power of this wonderful new creation life. We're going to become an undefeatable force of radiating glory and we are rising up strong now in this hour. Hi family, welcome to Live Your Best Life with me, Liz Wright. I'm so excited that you're joining me for today's conversation. It's going to be amazing. My friend, my guest that's joining me for today's conversation is an international worship leader. He's an, he's um, everything that he does. He is passionate about the presence of God. You're going to hear more from him in a minute. Uh, but he's absolutely passionate about hosting the presence of God. And he lives his life of being a worship leader out in front from, a, a, um, I know, a very deep, intimate life of, of relationship with Jesus himself. So it is my absolute joy and honor to welcome into the show today, Chris Burns. Chris, welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Honored to be here via San Francisco, California this morning. I wish I was with you. Family watching, I'm supposed to be in America today with these guys doing the Glory 2020 event, but I'm going to be going in with via Zoom. But um, yeah, oh, I miss being with you all. It was such an amazing time. Honestly, Chris, was it last year that we did it together? It was a year ago, wasn't it? Was it, it? I believe it was. Yeah, I'm thinking. No, or was it two years now? Was it two years ago? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It may have been two years, I think. But this year doesn't count, right? Or does it? <laughs> I don't partly, partly. But honestly, that time where you and I, when I was speaking and you were leading the worship, that is one of the highlights of my life. Like the the intimacy that you have with Jesus that brought the level of the presence of God that came. I remember the anointing that's on you and his presence just flowed onto me and I began to sing, you <laughs> know. Yeah. It was absolutely yeah. amazing. Do you remember? I mean, I am not a singer. You know, I kind of, I'm a closet worship leader. I just never trained. <laughs> was... I remember that. That was that was that was a that was an amazing moment, and it was it was crazy. There was a there was just something on it, and it's always like that with this crew too. Just those who are they know live the secret place lifestyle. Yeah. And, get together it's it's yeah this is one of my favorite times for sure i know me too right it's just all about him right it's just being in the presence of jesus so chris will you share with us a little bit more about um your life with jesus like the level of intimacy that you walk in and obviously like i said at the beginning you know you are passionate about hosting the presence of god and living in the authentic real connection with him so that what you do in ministry in public is actually flowing from a real relationship with him so will you tell us like where where did it start for you? How did you end up with this passionate on fire sold out life? Yeah, well, I wasn't raised in church. Um, I was in a band that was signed to a major record label by the time I was 18 years old um, and was radically saved at a music store I would work at when I wasn't on tour. And um uh, you know, I didn't know anything about church. I was leading worship three weeks after I was born again. I wouldn't recommend that, but I was, and they let me. And, um, you know, I think it just, um, I've just always, um, one of the things that so changed the trajectory of my life in Christ was 
a hidden um, ex-CCM singer. He was real big with Rich Mullins and a lot of those guys in that era. And uh, he kind of discipled me in the early years. And he, this guy was a Song of Solomon guy. And so early, early on, I'm maybe a year into my, my walk with Jesus, you know, as I'm just passionately going after him, discovering him, um, it, 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 it revolutionized my life. The Song of Solomon, um, I would say now for the better part of 13 years has been uh, my favorite book. It's such a concentrated, mystical book. It's such a... Uh, a beautiful poetic form, you know, of, of um, the journey of maturity of the, the, the immature bride to the mature bride. And I have, it has never lost its, um, its potency with me. And so I think that set me on a course to understanding that my maturity in him was really um, defined not by how much ministry I'm doing and how successful I am in outward public ministry. But my maturity is defined by my secret place and my intimacy with him, our friendship, our relationship together. And I think that's been the anchor really of, of my, of my life, you know? Um, Yeah. Yeah. I remember um, I used to live in Kansas city. I was part of IHOP years ago, International House of Prayer over there. And I remember listening to Mike Bickle saying that he defined success as being when we know that we're loved by God Mm -hmm. and that we love him in return. That's what it's all about. It's just like you say, living in the secret place, just that being our life, you know, that is what makes us successful, isn't it? And it, yeah. I mean, I, I love listening to you guys as well because you're masculine men, you know, like the others, like Eric Gilmore and Ben and Brian Gurin and, you know, the, you're all masculine men, but you've discovered this level of being consumed by the love of Jesus and you find yourself in the story of the song, you know, the Shulamite. Yes. And it's amazing because it's not, um, it's not a, a gender specific message, is it? It's all about being consumed by his love and and his presence. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's the highest, you know, Jesus said John the Baptist was more than a prophet. He was a prophet and more than a prophet. And, you know, John said himself, uh, he said, I am a friend of the bridegroom. So higher than any title, ministry position, fivefold, to be a friend of the bridegroom and to rejoice in his voice, it really is the highest place. The thing about it is, is, you know, this message never gets old. We continually need it in fresh ways because it is so easy to lose fervor and consistency in that place. It's not just when things aren't breaking out for us in our promises over our life and prophetic vision and such, but when things are going great, right? That's when the ministry machine can suck you in and spit you out and you you wind up going where did i lose it you you lost intimacy so for me the lord has continually in his love pulled me in and almost shut me down at times liz honestly i've had times where i the lord had told me a few years back he said if you don't stop and return to your your secret place it was the whole you know, church of, of Ephesus. If you, if you don't return to your first love, I'm going to remove your lampstand, your platform. And I heard it audibly while I was ministering a few years ago. 
And I kind of gave into the word. I kind of did it, but I really didn't like do what I knew I was fully supposed to do. And um, I tell you, the Lord, I think it was 2017, maybe 2018, October through the rest of the year, you know, we're full-time itinerant. We're going, this is how we provide for our families and we trust mm -hmm. God in that. I had three months of ministry straight canceled for one reason or another in one day. And the Lord said, now oh. seek me, come be with me. I'm going, Lord, how am I going to live? And then the ministry meeting I was at when that happened, they said, Hey, it was a rough weekend. We really don't have anything to give you. Sorry. And I'm going, wow. I mean, it was like the Lord going, you have to, I, he has tied the knot of our destiny inside of relationship with him. Colossians three, you've died. Your life is hidden in him. And as he's revealed, you will be revealed with him. It's like he has hidden all of our desires, wants, dreams, passions inside of relationship with him. There's no other way to get that. And he loves us enough to block us in. And so I just think a lot of people hear the intimacy message, right? And then they go, oh, I know that I get that. But the truth is, is that it is, it is so easy to divert from that over time. And I think, you know, finding consistency in that place, it, it, it is, um, it is the, the, the lifetime pursuit. Right. And so <laughs> I remember the Lord teaching me in seasons, um, that his provision, my provision is not in ministry. It's in no other thing. My even my provision for life is all found in his presence. And I think, uh, learning that, you know, it says in Hosea, he, I walled up your ways. You thought it was they who gave you bread, wine, and oil, but it was me all along. So I've lured you into the wilderness so you could know me as husband, not just master. The Lord said, I'm jealous to take care of you. Nothing else can take that place. And I think that's been the journey of my life is finding that the Lord, every single thing I've ever desired is really found in that intimate place. And we're lying if we say that, like, it's not easy to divert from that because it just, it is, you know, it is at times. Yeah. yeah. I love what you said, Chris. Oh my goodness. Um, that is in his presence is all provision for our life. That's profound. And it, and I get it. it. I mean, he's just, the more you go on, hey, the more you see that he's really jealous for our hearts. He's really jealous for our love. You know, he's so kind that he doesn't allow us to get consumed with other things that are lesser than. And, but it's a, it's, sometimes it feels for people very scary, doesn't it? When all the props are pulled away and there's just you and him. But like you said, in that place, you know, where there's, where there are no idols, there's nothing more important in our heart than him. It's where you learn that his presence is where all provision flows from. It's true. He's, he's faithful and true. And to protect that. So Chris, can I ask you, how do you protect the connection? What does it look like for you to stay in that place of his presence and be, and him being the source of your life? Yeah, I think, um, messing up a lot, realize <laughs> right. I'm, I'm worthless without that, that time with him. And the thing is, is it's been grace that has brought me closer to him. Never yeah. the religious, dutiful kind of idea that I have to spend time with God so that I have, it's, it's, it's been his love, his un unfailing, just, um, again, just, just the grace of God. I, I, 
you know, pulling me in. Um, he's so kind. I remember sitting on an airplane early on. Uh, we began to travel when I was around 22 years old, kind of launched into it. I had no intention or plan to do this. Um, and mm-hmm. he said, Chris, I'm going to do in your life what I'm going to do no matter what. Um, I just want you to love me. I want a relationship. So you don't have to seek me to get what you want out of this life. Um, I'm going to do it. It's like when God said to the Israelites, I'll take you to the promised land, but my presence won't be with you when you go. It's this idea of like, he's so faithful. The gifts of God are without repentance, all that stuff. He just wants us. He wants our heart. I think grounding myself in that, not beating myself up and practically speaking, um, just um, refusing to, to give into the lie of, of quantity over quality. I think a lot of people, and especially we have three small children and my wife, when we started having children, I, I mean, my wife is like, she's the, I have to calm her down in public. She's too wild. Okay. <laughs> she's so wild for God. And like she <laughs> Love it. on the floor for four hours and just go to, t- <laughs> and like when we had children that stopped and it was like, she's hiding in the bathroom from our kids to get five minutes with God, you know, like, <laughs> get it. and um, I think I've watched this lesson that, and it, it is so set me free that Jesus is not concerned with the amount of time we spend in, with him. Rather, it is the, the, the quality nowhere in the Bible is God concerned with quantity. It's always, it's never much. It's about how, how much heart, not how much, time. And I think, look, I love spending long hours in the presence, but I watched my wife get as much with God in 15 minutes at times than I would in three hours. Right. And, and she said, you're in your prayer room for two hours. I get 15 minutes, but I'm, I'm seeing how Jesus met her. Then I just call it the widow's might principle in, in mm-hmm. context of our intimacy. Jesus said, do you see the Pharisees gave all of out of their abundance, but that one gave out of the little she had, and it was more than all the rest. And that's why I believe that one, again, back to the song, one look of your eyes, one, one look, one glance, and my heart is beating out of my chest. Just because we don't feel God doesn't mean he doesn't feel us. And I think we need a fresh revelation. One link of your necklace that speaks of devotion, one small act of devotion, and you have ravished my heart, stolen my heart, made it beat faster. This is God giving us insight into how we affect him. Like your love affects him because he's not looking for you to spend three hours with him or two hours, or it's not, it's not legit. He's going Give me what you have and just be with me. I just need one glance. That's why for me, it's the brother Lawrence thing, right? It's the, it's the throughout the day stopping Jesus. I love you so much. I just love you. And I want you to know I adore you. And his heart beats faster. And the more I realize that the truth and reality of that, the more I feel his heart beating and that love relationship just overflowing. So I think for me, I have to ground myself in grace because if we're not careful, we will get into this idea that God is somehow impressed with our devotional life. And the truth is that is just the other side of the ditch of religion. Right. And so I'm living in that grace life of going, you know, I, I just know how much you want me and desire me. And, uh, and, and, and even if I have five minutes, sometimes 
you, you're, you're going to get that fullness of, of my heart in that way. And so yeah. that helps me. Oh my goodness. Chris, I think what you've just said is massive and I think it sets people free. I know it sets people free from religious striving. I had an experience with Jesus a little while ago and it's I could feel his heart while you were speaking. I'm, I'm sure the family watching and listening can feel his presence as well on what you said. Jesus showed me through an experience with him a few weeks ago, he spoke to me and said, if you will create a space for me, a place for me, I'll come a few months ago now, actually not a few weeks ago. From that, we launched what's called the International Mentoring Community. And it's basically a place for people who are desperate to go get untangled from religion to come into experiencing his true presence. And he enabled me, Chris, to feel something of what it feels like when the tiny movements, like what you're talking about, that little widow's might, that tiny movement of our heart, that little bit of time that we can give him in the practicalities of all the stuff of life, of family, taking care of kids, etc. When, when our little tiny movement of our heart turns towards him and we just say like you just said, I love you, Jesus, we, it overwhelms him. And what I felt, what I experienced afresh is what you've just said. I felt how much he loves us, how much he desires our presence. And even if we can give him two minutes of our day, you know, even it's that authentic gaze, isn't it? As our heart's attention turns towards him and it overwhelms him. Honestly, Chris, I was undone. I was literally undone at the thought that those tiny movements can kiss the heart of God, can bring almighty God pleasure in those moments. So I was wrecked. I mean, I was just wrecked for anything else, anything else, and just set free again of, um, you know, trying, you know, where you get into that place where you're trying to please him, you suddenly find you're trying to do the right thing, you know, and he's saying, I, I am in love with you. You know, like you said, read the Song of Solomon. So, oh my goodness me. So, yeah, this, because he, we love getting into God's presence, but he yeah. wants to get into our presence. He does. He totally does. He wants to get into our presence when we're right. dishes and we're doing this and doing that. And, and he wants this dualism thing of, you know, I'm coming before God and, and I have this, this way of praying. Many of us, you know, we, and I'm all for the reverence of God, but sometimes I think God is going, Hey, can we just get real for a minute? <laughs> right. I really like you. I mean, I remember two moments like that. The Lord spoke to me one time, um, this, and it's just one of those moments I'll never forget. He just said, you know, Chris, I like you exactly where you are, not where you're going or what you're going to be. And so often we think like, if I could just get an hour a day and then really be consistent with my prayer and my devotion and my reading and my blah, blah, blah. And he's going, no, I actually really like you exactly where you're at. Exactly where you're at. I like you. The love of God. People say, Jesus loves you. That's become so fluffy in this, in this way of, it's almost like it doesn't carry weight anymore. But I feel like we need to realize he likes us. Like he likes me with all of my flaws. I'm dark but lovely. And he says, hey, can I tell you, I know the deepest depth of your, the capability of how dark and how whatever you can be, but I still love you and I like you and I like being with you. That will set us free to go, man, I just want to be with him. He's, he's that attractive. He's that wonderful. He's that beautiful. Right. And it draws us. I think into right. 
Oh, it's just beautiful what you're sharing. This freedom just moving into the body of Christ as you're speaking. Chris, I can't believe that time has just flown (laughs) in talking to you. In finishing, Chris, can I just ask you to pray for the people watching, just for their relationship with him, just to be able to come back to that place of simply enjoying him, like you say, knowing that he likes us, he enjoys us, he wants to be with us more than we want to be with him. So can I ask you just to pray for everyone? I'd be honored. And I just want to prophesy over everybody watching. I want to release this over your life, your secret place, your friendship and intimacy with Jesus. That the song of songs, it says this, he says, let me hear your voice. Let me see your face. Why? Because your voice is lovely. Your face is beautiful. He loves you for who you are, not what you can do for him. And there's never been another you. There's never been another you. You are unique among every other person on planet earth, whoever was and whoever will be. There'll never be another you. And God, when you love on him, it's fresh to him because there's never been another you. So it's not like you're just one of a million or a billion. And he goes, oh, that's one of my kids. No, your love is exciting to him. It's fresh to him because there's never been another you. So you need to understand how there is real estate in God's heart specifically for you. And and so, Father, I just pray right now that you would break off religious chains that, that, that weigh us down, that keep us from coming into your presence. We just once again trust in your goodness, your faithfulness, your beauty, your love for us, your kindness towards us. You're so good. So I pray for a fresh wind, an ease of the grace of God to sweep into every heart listening right now. And that you would erupt in fresh awakening and revival in their personal secret place in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, <laughs> we agree. We agree. Absolutely. Revival should be the normal Christian life. <laughs> Constantly revived on the inside, living like that permanently as an overflow of the oneness, the experience of the love of Jesus all the time. So, amen. Chris, thank you so much for spending your precious time with us and have an amazing, amazing time at the event with the family there. It's so good to see you. Yeah, bless you. And thank you all for being with us today. Have an amazing week. Look forward to being with you again next week. God bless. Mm